Hello and welcome to Nick's Snack for Neologisms episode 36, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered prodigal, vacillate, fervid, and confabulate. And in this episode, we're covering nebulous, pejorative, quixotic, and pedantic. that if young women are going to let such nebulous factors deter them from careers in physics or computer science, well, the women are simply exercising their own free choice. We have a tendency to blame everything on some other group of people. This idea that it's, it's this nebulous technology, something that we can't quite wrap our minds around that is really creating this structural change. first word is nebulous. It's an adjective, N-E-B-U-L-O-U-S. Nebulous, N-E-B-U-L-O-U-S, nebulous. And if you haven't been able to come up with a definition from the way the word is used in those examples, nebulous means hazy, vague, indistinct, or confused. It can also mean something that is cloud-like. So you look up, you look at a cloud. What are clouds? Clouds are pretty hazy. Clouds are usually kind of vague. If you stare at them long enough, you can see all sorts of different weird shapes and creatures in them. So they tend to be rather indistinct. So something as nebulous as hazy, vague, indistinct, or confused. And our mnemonic for this word is we are going to think of a nebula, which is a cloud of kind of colorful dust in outer space, if you will. And it's very hazy and very indistinct. And when I was looking up the word nebulous, I found it to be a fairly popular word amongst those in computer software and IT for whatever reason. So we might be planning a trip, you guys. We're all gonna plan a trip uh, uh, as part of Nick's Knack for Neologisms. We're gonna go to Antarctica together. I'm gonna pay for everything, but our idea right now is rather nebulous. We don't know how we're gonna get there. We don't actually know if I'm really going to pay or not. We don't know where we're going to stay. We don't even know if there's hotels in Antarctica. So I would say that our trip right now is rather nebulous, but once we hash out the logistics of the trip, then our trip is no longer nebulous. It's more concrete. Or perhaps you're an inventor and you've got this kind of hazy idea of what your invention is going to accomplish, but it's rather nebulous. You don't know exactly what it looks like, but it's kind of the invention is kind of on the tip of your tongue. That would be a nebulous idea. Or how about that state we get into when we're kind of asleep, but we're not really asleep, and you have those dreams that are sort of real, but not real, and sometimes you have a, right before you fall asleep, you have this dream like you're falling and then you wake up. I would call those very nebulous dreams. They're sort of flimsy in their nature, and they're indistinct and bizarre, and you might wake up a little confused. Jude talked about the faith. He was not talking about faith as some sort of nebulous kind of believing, but the faith. He was not pointing to an indefinable body of religious doctrine. He was speaking of the objective truths that are revealed in Scripture that compose the Christian faith. If you go out into the street and just ask people, people who grew up post-Google, if they would trade 
everything that the last the last 16, the last 32 years has given them for some nebulous concept of privacy, you are going to wait a long time. Now, I understand that sometimes they screw it up. Um, and I say they as a nebulous they. Usually when films go wrong, it's not because someone is, you know, is trying to make a bad film. It just doesn't come together. data as like having you know a physical form effectively I think that is very helpful to think about it like the cloud is this like nebulous sort of thing like it's it actually has a server location so who owns that server all right so that's the word nebulous let's move on to our next word word you know a lot of people use it in a very demeaning way mm -hmm. we say it all the time oh and gosh. it's pejorative uh, can you speak to that as students of this we, we simply fail to accept that the other person if somebody tries to give us a so-called lecture we might even use that pejorative term you know are you trying to give me a lecture and you know of course plato would say yeah i'm trying to give you a lecture because i love you It also has very powerful trade unions that have prevented the top 1% from grabbing, I, that's a, a pejorative term, let's erase that, scribe that, uh, from getting the 20 or 23% of the total national income. Our next word is pejorative, P-E-J-O-R-A-T-I-V-E, -E. pejorative, it's an adjective, and it means having a disparaging, derogatory, or belittling effect or force. Having a disparaging, derogatory, or belittling effect or force. Pejorative. So this is definitely not something good. And our mnemonic, this is all I got, you guys, but our mnemonic for this word is we're going to think peeing on Joe. Pejorative. Peeing on Joe. Peeing on Joe is a bad thing, it's disparaging, it's belittling, it's mean, and that is what pejorative means. When I use the word pejorative, I usually say, it's usually in conjunction with the word connotation, so I'll say, okay, a word has some sort of pejorative connotation or something like that, which just means that the word has kind of a bad meaning in general. So what would be some words with some pejorative connotations? If we look back at some of the words we've covered, here are some words that just kind of stick out to me as having a pejorative connotation. Bamboozle, blasphemy, calumniate, castigate, harangue, ignominious, iconoclastic to some degree, licentious, maverick. Those are some examples of words with pejorative connotations. How about you guys? Do you guys have anything pejorative in your life? What are some pejorative things happening in your life? How about your parents? Were your parents ever pejorative to you? Or were they supportive and warm and compassionate? And where does our sense of pejorativeness even come into play in our everyday lives? And why do we feel the need to sometimes be pejorative to others? Sometimes when my kid who's almost two years old cries over something that to me seems silly, I think I try to downplay it 
And in retrospect, when I think about my parenting with my kid, my kid probably sees that as sort of pejorative because in his mind, whatever he's crying about, whatever it may be, it's really big to him. And when his big dad comes up to him and downplays it, I think that might come off as a little pejorative to him. So that's something that I'm certainly working on. Obviously, they're enslaved, but they didn't have a life like other people down the mountain. I think Jefferson, the word co-opted is, is maybe pejorative, but he treated the Hemingses in a different enough way that they began to see themselves as a cast apart. I mean a different kind of ignorance. I mean a kind of ignorance that's less pejorative, a kind of ignorance that comes from a communal gap in our knowledge, something that's just not there to be known or isn't known well enough yet or we can't make predictions from. It is a, a common issue for presidents to unite around, and that is uh, continuing the drug war. And I don't use the drug war necessarily in a pejorative way, it usually is, but there are drug crises in this country and there are government institutions that battle against them. of a community health worker, although we usually use some pejorative term like doctor boy or physician's assistant or barefoot doctor. All right, so that's the word pejorative, and it means having a disparaging, derogatory, or belittling effect or force. And our mnemonic was ping on Joe, pejorative, ping on Joe. Let's move on to our next word. Because my, my father had a little bit of Don Quixote in him, maybe a lot. And so he was very, I don't know if the word is quixotic or quixotic. What's the word? What? Quixotic. Quixotic, quixotic. My father was quixotic. He was in some ways, you know, an unrealistic dreamer. This man um, was, in fact, a magician, but you should also recognize that he had some quixotic notions that um, complicated his legacy or um, made him more interesting, depending upon your perspective. Behind the wheel of a bookmobile is really, uh, and, and if you can see it here, is a quixotic journey that was conceived by the Renaissance man Tom Corwin, who purchased a classic bookmobile, stocked it with thousands of books, and is about to drive it across the country. Quixotic. This is just such a weird word when you see it. Quixotic. And I don't even like saying it. It just doesn't roll off the tongue right. Quixotic. Quixotic, maybe if you were to pronounce it in a Spanish version. Actually, I don't know how QI is pronounced in Spanish, but anyhow, Q-I-X-O-T-I-C, quixotic, Q-U-I-X-O-T-I-C. 
T-I-C. This is one of those wonderful Scrabble words. If you nail this one, I'm pretty sure you've pretty much won the game. It's an adjective, and it means extravagantly chivalrous or romantic, visionary, impractical, or impracticable. So when I think of Quixotic, I just think of almost like this idealistic view of the world. Someone who's quixotic is very, they're an idealist. They maybe don't have a lot of life experience, but they just follow their fantasies and they follow their whims. That would be a quixotic person. Or someone who's impulsive and unpredictable. That could be quixotic as well. So if you're idealistic and you don't really have concern for what's practical, you might be considered quixotic. The example I gave earlier of us going to Antarctica, especially with me paying, is probably fairly quixotic. And we might even say that quixotic kind of has a pejorative connotation to it, just a little bit, because it tends to be so detached from reality, it's impossible to accomplish anything quixotic. And so what good is it? Something that is quixotic is never going to come to fruition. And I think the younger we are, the more likely we are to be quixotic. I think back to times when I was in my teens and I think I had a very quixotic idea of what the latter parts of my life would look like. I've been playing basketball since I was, I think, in the first grade. And I remember in third grade, I could dribble the ball through my legs and then around my back. And I remember thinking I had this quixotic idea that someday I was going to make it into the NBA. Little did I know, if you are 5'8 and of European descent, you pretty much have no chance of making it into the NBA. So it was a very quixotic idea. How about you? What are, what are some of your quixotic ideas? What are some ideas that you have that maybe don't really have a basis in reality or are somewhat nebulous? You haven't really thought about them. You haven't seen how they connected to reality. And maybe they've never been verified by any of your experience. And how does one even come to understand whether or not their idea is quixotic or not? You could be so lost in your quixoticity, I don't know if that's the noun or not, but you could be so lost in your quixoticness that you lose all sight of reality. You have no idea what's practical at that point. But at the same time, I think that's kind of cool because that is where neat and novel ideas flourish. I think about all the amazing books out there, right? Like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, things like that. Those are all books that are probably born from quixoticity. Here's our quixotic mnemonic for quixotic. So quixotic, if you look at the word quixotic, it almost looks like quickly exotic. And if you're getting something exotic quickly, it's probably just a fantasy. It's too good to be true. Even if our goal is to maximize economic health, should we be supporting only science that is most immediately useful? Or do we need to support the sometimes quixotic efforts to reach a deeper understanding of the natural world? is also a quixotic figure because he too stays up all night reading uh, medieval his histories of French battles um, and he declares that he is and I quote living in a time completely alien to my interests and tastes look what women and dark matter have in common for starters they're both studied intensively 
Yet they remain quixotic, complicated, intensively defiant, misunderstood, enticing, overwhelming, unreadable, disagreeable, immeasurable, and last but far from least, a force to be reckoned with. Of course, are sympathetic uh, people with lots of money, like Tom Steyer, who right now I think is pursuing the quixotic aim of impeaching Donald Trump um, rather than giving money to candidates like he should. But anyway. All right, so that's the word quixotic, and our mnemonic was if it's quickly exotic, it is too good to be true. Let's move on to our next word. Sorry to get all pedantic here. Um, so I don't know what the answer is, but for me, scale uh, is about making something that works a bit bigger. I don't want to be pedantic about this, but, but my point is that over and over again, there are questions that every profession has that the members of the profession have not discussed to say what's right, what's wrong. They started taking the mattresses from stage to stage during the Tour de France for a marginal improvement in sleep quality. Now, that may sound a bit pedantic, but it, it, that really accumulates. Look at some of the successful hospitals. I'll, I'll draw an analogy with hospitals in a minute. Our last word is pedantic. P-E-D-A-N-T-I-C, pedantic. It's an adjective, and it means ostentatious in one's learning, overly concerned with minute details or formalisms, especially in teaching. So when I think of pedantic, I think of the show of, of Jeopardy. Jeopardy is a very pedantic show, and to succeed in Jeopardy, you have to be very pedantic. You have to know details about all sorts of different subjects. Another thing I think of when I think of pedantic is... When you ask someone a question and you want sort of a simple answer, but instead they give you this long, drawn-out answer and it's full of details and it's full of specifics and you almost feel like they're just telling you so they can show off the amount of knowledge they have on the subject, that would be a very pedantic answer. The way I remember the word pedantic is it has the prefix P-E-D, which means foot. And so I think of this guy who just walks around on foot in ancient Rome and he's just going around giving public speeches, just showing off how much information he knows about the world. And that's how I remember the word pedantic. When you're trying to solve problems, I say, hey, look, you can't afford to have any of the three Ps. You can't be parochial, you can't be possessive, and you can't be pedantic. None of the three Ps, because that will be the quickest way for us to actually get it wrong. Needless to say, I intend to be uh, a little more prosaic, and I hope not pedantic, and talk to you about the world as I see it from my vantage point as Secretary of State. The number of garment factories um, that, that Bangladesh has mainly centered around Dhaka. Um, at last count, when this report came out, there were less than 200 inspectors. I think that should be fewer, but I'm just being pedantic. 
Yes, someone is rather pedantic, but they're also beautifully precise and a rock at times of turmoil. All right, so those are our four words, nebulous, pejorative, quixotic, pedantic. Let's play a little game. I'm gonna give you a word like pedantic, and then I'm gonna give you four options, and I want you to pick the option that most closely matches the definition of the word, all right? So let's start with pedantic. Pedantic means one, pathetic, two, opaque, three, academic, or four, brusque. Pedantic means one, pathetic, two, opaque, three, academic, or four, brusque. If you said three, academic, you are right. Our next word we'll do is quixotic. Quixotic means one, occasional, two, impractical, three, dutiful, or four, respectable. Quixotic means occasional, impractical, dutiful, or respectable. If you said impractical, you are right. All right, which of the following would most likely be considered nebulous? A vague plan to improve the economy, a set of rules for a student dress code, an explicit outline for a research paper, or step-by-step -step instructions for building a bookcase. So which would be considered nebulous, a vague plan to improve the economy, a set of rules for a student dress code, an explicit outline for a research paper, or step-by-step -step instructions for building a bookcase? If you said a vague plan to improve the economy, you are correct. And lastly, which of the following is an example of a pejorative comment? A riddle, a compliment, an apology, or a racial slur. A riddle, a compliment, an apology, or a racial slur. If you said racial slur, you are correct. All right, pedantic means offensive, scholarly, pedestrian, or restrained. Pedantic means offensive, scholarly, pedestrian, or restrained. If you said scholarly, you are correct. All right, quixotic means migratory, unrealistic, preeminent, or fawning. Quixotic means migratory, unrealistic, preeminent, or fawning. If you said unrealistic, you are correct. Nebulous means showing little emotion, requiring sitting or little activity, of inferior workmanship and materials, or lacking definite form or limits. Nebulous means showing little emotion, requiring sitting or little activity, of inferior workmanship and materials, or lacking definite form or limits. If you said lacking definite forms or limits, you are correct. Pejorative means evidential, actuarial, quotidian, or uncomplimentary. Pejorative means evidential, actuarial, quotidian, or uncomplimentary. Pejorative means uncomplimentary. Pedantic means marked by a narrow focus on or display of learning, marked by obliqueness or indirection in speech or conduct, selecting what seems best of various styles or ideas, lacking enlightenment or knowledge or culture. Pedantic means marked by a narrow focus on or display of learning. All right, so that wraps it up for episode 36 of Nick's Snack for Neologisms. I want to give a quick shout out to Soul Goal 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 
for leaving me a review on iTunes. This user said, so much in love with learning difficult words with you. I love to learn words with you. The way you say examples and you analyze the meaning of a word, it just sticks to my mind. Please continue making the podcast. Thank you so much for the review, Sogol, and I hope to see you guys on episode 37. Bye-bye.